0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Greg. And uh, Josh, Abby, Hannah, that was awesome this morning. Thank you so much. And uh, it's great to be talking to everyone. For those that are watching us right now when we're live, it's great to have you with us. For those watching after the fact, thank you for taking the time to, to watch as well. And, you know, we've been thanking uh, the team here for the last little bit, and it just was on my heart, really, also to thank all those that are involved in building community in the season, all our life group leaders, all the amazing kids ministry teachers, and Lynn that's leading that team, you know, the inc- amazing youth team that is meeting week after week and planning, you know, planning and all the stuff they're doing for the youth, the team that's keep bringing the young adults together, there's, there's so many of us, Lamar, you just were on my heart this morning, just thank you for everything that you do, both with youth young adults, just to build community and just invest in uh, in each and every one of those young adults and in those youth. And uh, Alex and the rest of the, and Hannah and Nikki, and I'm going to forget people I, if, that are on the team, so please, if I didn't say your name, then... Monica as well. Thank you. Sorry, Monica. <laughs> they're on the team. And I know, Monica, again, you also serve with our, our kids ministry team. You know, we have, we have an amazing group of young adults at LifeHouse, and many of them are serving in, me, in multiple ministries. You know, the nat nats they serve in everything. You know, <laughs> they keep LifeHouse moving forward, these, you know, <laughs> worship and youth. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just amazing. Young adults, they, they're so involved in different things. And And it just, the amazing thing is, you know, we are not about a Sunday service. What makes Lifehouse a great community isn't that we've got a great Sunday service, even though we've got an amazing worship team that just leads us into God's presence each week. We've got lots of different people coming and sharing the word with us and bringing messages and and giving their best to us that way. But what makes Lifehouse a community surrounded around Jesus isn't that. It's actually what happens every other day of the week. You know, this is only a piece. What we're participating in right now is only a piece. And to really experience the life of LifeHouse, you've got to be part of those different things. You've got to be plugged into a life group. You've got to be plugged into relationships in the community. You know, if you've got kids, them in kids ministry. If you've got youth, them involved in youth. That's, that's the, the way that we function as the body of Christ is by us being together in unity, united. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, now, I just want to one other quick thing. Just, you know, we've been announcing for a number of weeks about the financial update. And, you know, maybe that name is is not the best name. We can come up with a better name for it in, in the future. We will be talking about finances. But the I also it's a good news update. You know, I want to share that. I want to tell you right now that 2020 was a great year for us. And, you know, we just watch God bless us abundantly in 2020 and really set us up in a great position for 2021. So we want to tell you about that, tell you what God's done, share just some of the things we were able to do as a community in 2020, and also share some of the things we plan to do in 2021. So it's more than just here. Let's look at a couple of financial lines. I think I'm the one that came up with the name financial update and everyone's just using it. So my apologies. Let's, you know, but do sign in because it'll be a great opportunity just for you to be able to us to testify to god's goodness in 2020 and to see how he's moving us forward in 2021 so with that for this morning i, I want to talk about this last season we've gone through and the season that we're heading into and you know this you know as lee mentioned we've been in the pandemic now for over a year you know we've been in lockdown now for over a year and if you know us in Mississauga and Peel region you know those of you that live outside of Peel region you've been a little less locked down than us but for those of us that are living in Peel region and and that's where Lifehouse is the the church community meets uh, we've been locked down what I think we've only not been locked down in the last little bit for three months you know the rest of the time we have been in some form of you know where we can't meet together and so you know, it's been, it's challenging at times. And we can often just look at the challenges, but we've got to look at the amazing things that God has done in this season. And when we started talking about a year ago about the opportunity that we would have over this next, however long, we didn't know how long it would go. At that time, we thought it would be done by Christmas, you know, the, but we were talking about the fact we'd have this opportunity in this season to really draw close to God and really to, Uh, focus on our abiding in him as we're separating from one another, that we would really be able to, you know, invest in ourselves, invest in our family and our connection with him. And I hope you've really taken advantage of that. You know, if, if you recall, we talked about, I did a short video series on renovation of the heart and we've talked about that as a great book you could read in this season. Just really examining our, our, our own barriers in our relationship with God and, and adjustments that we may need to make in our lives that would help us to just better abide in him and be connected with him and have his heart and everything that we do. You know, and there's been a number of things we've talked about over the last season that have really been focused about us abiding in Christ and about us being connected to Him. And so I hope you've been able to take advantage of that in the last little bit. And, and if you hadn't, it's okay. It's not too late. We can, we can always be in a place where we're learning. And I, I feel like in this last season that, you know, I, I've made it maybe a couple of steps. If it was a 10-step journey, I've made it to step two. And the more that actually I abide in Christ, the more I realize how little of perspective I have. And the more that I spend with him, the more that I see how the world has actually shaped much of my thinking and living. And honestly, it's, it's become more and more obvious to me how the world shapes much of even what church is today and what we see as church and what we idolize as church. You now and we've seen over this last year as well a number of high profile very popular ministries and we've seen the cracks appear in those and maybe the things that had been more about the ways of the world than they were about the kingdom of god and you know i think for all of us as we we're, we're just going through life doing our best to live for jesus to follow him and and you know to a certain degree stumbling along on that journey and what I want to tell you, though, is that, is that Jesus is a very trustworthy guide on this journey, and his teachings are a trustworthy way for us to live. The, the things that Jesus has taught to us, you know, Jesus was the living word of God. We often, as I say, we refer to the Bible as the Word of God, and that's not really the correct. The Bible doesn't refer to itself as the Word of God. It refers to itself as Scripture. But, you know, it contains some of the Word of God. It also contains history. It contains poetry. It contains a number of different things. But Jesus himself was the living Word of God. When the Bible talks about, you know, that the world was spoken into existence, it was Jesus, the living Word, that was spoken into existence. It seems like an odd concept for us. But imagine that when, we, uh, that when we talk about the living word of God, we're actually talking about the incarnation of God in Jesus Christ. G- God becoming flesh, becoming a man, being born in humility, you know, as, as it talks about in Philippians, so that we can, you know, could, so that he could come and dwell amongst us. And the season that we're in at the moment in time, we're going into Easter. And as we go into East, this this Easter season, whether you call it Easter or Resurrection Sunday, whatever term you use for it, is, it, doesn't matter, as much as some people might say it does. What we're doing is we are remembering. We're remembering what Jesus did for us. It's a reminder of the fact that He was born, that He lived amongst us, that the Living Word was, you know, became flesh amongst us as people. He lived a sinless life, and that He died. You know, for, uh, died so that we could be reconnected with God. And so, you know, as much as we stumble through life at times and we struggle with different things, the thing that we can stand on is the fact that Jesus conquered sin and death. That is what it is for us to be Christians, that we believe that Jesus was the Son of God, that the way he, the way he taught us to live is, uh, is uh, trustworthy, and that He really, his death and resurrection really did happen. And because of that, sin and death have been conquered for each and every follower of Jesus. And as disciples of him, we're simply learning to become more and more like him in thought, in attitude, in character. Now, Jesus, in his own words, just a quote from the scripture, Jesus taught this in the book of John. And I, and I love the book of John. I particularly love verses fourteen through, or, or chapters 14 through 17 of the book of John because it just is this intimate uh, discussion that Jesus has with his disciples just before he's to go to the cross. And just speaking of who he was, what he was there to do, and what, uh, what him going to the cross means for them and one of the key things that he says in john 15 verse 9 he says as the father has loved me so i have loved you now remain in my love depending on the translation you read it says abide in my love and that that is it the father loved jesus his son you know and jesus loved those disciples and He said to those disciples of his, remain in my love. And these words that he spoke to those 11 at that point in time in the upper room are the words that are there for each and every one of us today as his disciples. That we are to remain in his love. That he loves us. And what Jesus taught, that the most important command is that we are to love God with all our heart, mind, and spirit, and love our neighbor as ourselves. The only way we can ever begin to actually live out this command is to understand God's complete, unconditional love for us. That in Jesus conquering sin and death at the cross, that God is not looking at our sin anymore. He's not looking at us based on performance. He's not going, oh, you know what? Well, James, you got this wrong today, so I love you a little less, or you got this right today, so I love you a little more. He's not saying it to you. He's not judging you at the moment based on your performance or whether you've sinned today or how well you've done today. What he's saying to you is that he has made a way for you to live in complete freedom. You don't have to live. You know, bound up by the things that used to bind you and that bind those that don't know Jesus. If you've got sin in your life, there's a path to freedom in Jesus Christ. That the things that are harmful to you and trip you up and actually keep you from from living in the full abundant life that God has for you, He has bought your freedom in Jesus Christ. And by abiding in Christ and in His love, those things in our lives, they lose their power they die and eventually fall off. There's this incredible path for each and every one of us in Jesus. In John 15, 12, which is a couple of sentences later, Jesus says this. He says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. So what he's saying is to his disciples and he says it to all of us, that we are to love one another. Now I'm going to skip ahead a couple of chapters to John 17, verses 20 to 23. Again, this is where Jesus—he's still—he's with his disciples. You know, at this stage, Judas has already left to go and betray him. He's—he's—he's he's, he's brought his disciples into the garden. Uh, In—he's been taking them on a little bit of a journey with them as, on his way, just before he's going to be arrested. And he's there, and he's praying. And he's praying to God and he's praying about his relationship, what he's done, what he's achieved. And then he's praying in these sentences for not only his disciples, but for all of us that would believe. And he says this, Jesus says, my prayer is not for them alone, as in his disciples. He says, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one father just as you are in me and i am in you I'll pause there for a second before i keep reading remember a couple of weeks ago I talked about the fact that incredible thing that god is in each and every one of us he's literally in us jesus dwells inside of us you know we're connected with him you know so that the reality of that we are in union with his spirit it's an incredible thing because all that, the, the power of the creator of the universe dwells in each and every one of us. If we would just be aware that it's there, it's dwelling in us. We just don't access it or we don't, we don't use that because we are unaware of just actually how powerful our words are, how powerful our spirit is. We're unaware And when we abide in Christ, we become so aware of his power, of his goodness, his greatness, his glory that abides in each and every one of us. So he says, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us that the world may believe that you have sent me. May may they also be in us that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory you have given me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. You know, here's the truth. We failed as Christians at this. This very uh, prayer of Jesus We've, we've often made the wrong things the priority. And so as opposed to us dwelling as one, you know, how many Christian dominations are there? We're, we're not united. We're actually extremely divided. We're very divided. And, and it, what it demonstrates is actually how disconnected the body of Christ today is actually from Jesus. How disconnected we are. We've got all kinds of religious motions that we go through. We have rituals and ways of doing church and things we say. But the truth is, is that the world doesn't take us seriously because uh, these very words that Jesus said and in, in prayed and the commands that he gave us, that we would love each other, that we would be united together, that we would be one in him. We either don't believe or we don't take seriously. I share this with us today for us to reflect on it. And and for us you see for us to reflect on this it requires for us really to put Jesus first in our lives. For us to prioritize him above all else. To believe that he is the most important thing in each and every one of our lives. Our traditions, they don't actually matter that much. When we get to heaven, God's not going to go, hey, that was a really good tradition that you came up with. You know, what he's going to, you know the thing that's going to matter the most is our love for one another. Our unity with Christ. That we develop as followers of Jesus, not habits or rituals, but an intimate and abiding relationship with him that we would love the way that he loves, that we would see people the way he sees people, that we would be united with God the way and we would understand what he's done and that he's dwelling within us, and that that light would shine out from us in everything that we do. Jesus gave us the most amazing definition of love it's in, in 1 Corinthians 13 he also well we, we have that through Paul Jesus speaking through Paul we see Paul also writing in the book of Galatians what the fruits of the spirit look like you know and they're all these qualities that are of, of community now here's the most important thing I want to say to you because as we actually that's not true I've just said the most important thing that I want to say to you but what I also want to remind us of is that, you know, our time of not being able to meet together is coming to an end. You know, I, I imagine, you know, as the weather's changing, that they, we'll be probably by May able to be meeting together. You know, Maybe still limited in numbers. Of, you know, it might be that we're still limited to a hundred people at the beginning, but by September, I imagine we'll be able to meet together as a big group again. My abiding in Christ in this season has radically changed my perspective of what is important. And I've got to tell you, what's important is our ability to love one another. Uh, My emphasis as a leader of this community is no longer, as it may have been a little too much on before, of programs, good preaching, good Sunday service. We still are going to make sure we, we create a great environment for us to worship God together in. We create the opportunity for us to grow together, you know, and in and, and understanding His Word. But the thing that I, I'm going to be leading us in is that we abide with Christ and with one another. That the most important thing to us becomes our relationship, our intimate relationship with God, what happens in the secret place. And that the outflow of that is that we love one another and are connected to one another. There are seasons, there are times, and seasons, they are short seasons generally, you know, a couple of months, not a couple of years, where God calls us to be alone with him. We've had this year where there's been a lot of alone time with God, you know. But the outworking of that, the true outworking of our, our relationship with God is our connection with others the depths of our friendships and relationships, our ability to love people, our freedom in Christ. You know? If someone says to me, it's, it's, in, you know, oh yeah, now after the pandemic, I just realized it's about me and my family, it's, they've missed the point entirely. They've, you know, and I would just simply challenge anyone that's, that's following to really reevaluate that through scripture because it says the most important thing there is that we love our neighbor as ourselves, that we love one another. There's nothing in scripture that is not about community. We're meant to be in community. You know, can we structure them better at times? Can we, can we do things better at times? Absolutely. Do we all? Is there some perfect model? Absolutely not. How do you create a structure for relationships? We do our best in that. But without community, we can't really show that we love one another. Without us being connected together, we're never going to be the light to the world that we're meant to be. And so, as we go out of this pandemic season... As we go through these next few days and weeks, let your light shine. Let your light grow. Take every opportunity you have to love you know, the people in the community around you. And I, I talk about the Lifehouse community, but remember that when Jesus was asked who his neighbor was, he chose the most despised group by the people that was asking, the Samaritans. Today, said, hey, actually... You know, those Samaritan people, they're your neighbor. So, I encourage you as well, love one another in this community, love the neighbors around you, the people physically around you, the people at work, so that the true true life of Christ is able to flow through you everyone around you guys Greg if you want to come and close it but thanks for listening today have a great week
1: James thanks so much for that word and uh how how true it is this is not this is not church we are the church and uh as followers of Jesus Christ we're not just to hear the word we're to do it. We're to practice it. And now's the time for us to do that. For us to to grow in his love, abide in him, and to look for opportunities to just share that love and give it away. Our prayer for you is that you would you would recognize those those small nudges, those little promptings of the Holy Spirit. That your eyes would be open to those opportunities to partner with God in loving the people around you your kids your spouse your neighbor that person at the grocery store that wherever you go whatever you do in your workplace that you would respond and look for opportunities to live and to give of his love. Lord bless you and may his face shine on you this week and may his love just be so evident in your lives and in your relationships. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week.